to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Rivers of Living Water is here to turn our thirsty world into a Garden of Eden, freely pouring out the Word of God to our desolate world. Now, here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Good morning, everyone. It's nice to see you this morning. We just uh, are going to talk about a subject that I think is very important to us. And I think as we go through it, you realize how important it is as well. We can uh, be going down the wrong road, you know, and and think we're doing okay. And if we don't have some kind of guidance to go by, it might look good, but it might end up in destruction as well. So what I want to talk to you this morning is about the church that is the pillar and the ground of the truth. And what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the church is people who are born again. They're filled with God's Holy Spirit. They're gathering together to worship God, to learn more about God. The church is not the building. The church is the people in the building. And the church can be uh, anywhere in the world. doesn't have to be in some kind of a fancy structure. It could be in a person's home. It could be under a tree. But anywhere where people gather together in Jesus' name and with the intention of worshiping God and learning more about how to serve God, that's what the church is. So the church is to be upholding the truth. It's to be lifting up the truth, keeping it before the people. You know, the Lord told the disciples before he left, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He said that we're to preach, we're to teach, we're to disciple. That's basically what the church is doing. It's preaching the truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we're preaching about Jesus. Jesus is our central theme. So there are many things today that are brought before us that are not the truth. And those can be in the church or out of the church. But the truth is the truth wherever and not of a truth is a lie. So we have two things going here, and they're never reconcilable. They're always running against each other. That started from the very beginning when the devil in the person of the serpent talked to Eve. And the Lord had told Adam and Eve, there's one tree that you can't eat of. Everything else is open to you. You can have everything else. But this one tree you can't eat of. When you eat it, you'll die. And that was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, that tree looked pretty good. All of us want knowledge of good and evil. So it didn't look that bad, but the Lord said, don't eat it or you die. The devil comes along as a serpent, and he says, you're not going to die. 
God's not, not telling you the truth. You're not going to die if you eat that fruit. As a matter of fact, God doesn't want you to eat that fruit because if you do, you'll be like him. And he doesn't want you to be like him. And then he showed her how nice it looked. There is a beautiful side of lies that the devil can make a lie look good and the truth look bad. And this happens all the time. This is not a new thing, you see. It started from the very beginning. Adam and Eve were created perfectly. They were given a perfect garden in a perfect environment. Everything would have gone fine if they hadn't have listened to the lie. But as a result of Adam and Eve listening to that lie back there, we have problems today. We're still having to have something different than what Adam and Eve would have had if they had not listened to the lie. Today, as we listen to lies, there are things that we could have that we don't have because we've gone down the wrong path. We've listened to the wrong voice. And there's only one safe voice that we can listen to that's going to bring us where we need to be. And that is the Lord himself. I have some Bible verses here that will kind of give you what I'm talking about. And one of those is in Psalm 119, verse 142. It says, Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is the truth. So he's saying, your righteousness, and he's talking to God here, and he's saying, your righteousness is everlasting righteousness. God doesn't change his mind. He doesn't change the program. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the law is the truth. That's the Ten Commandment law that you shouldn't have any other God before you, and so forth. But then here's another verse. It's 119, verse 151. You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. Just like I said, God's commandments are true. Anything else would be a lie if it goes against this. In Proverbs 16, verse 6, we read, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Now, when the Bible talks about men, it's in a generic term. It means everyone. It means that when we have mercy and truth in our life, then the sins in our life or the iniquity is purged out. So you can see that the fear of the Lord enables us to depart from evil. Now, evil, if you look at that word, it's actually live spelled backward. L-I-V-E is turned into E-V-I-L. And the devil likes to take God's word 
and make it say something that it doesn't really say, and then blast people with it and say, well, does God really think that you ought to do something like that? This is ridiculous. That's the kind of thing that is told us all the time. So good is called evil, and evil is called good. But that doesn't change the situation. It's still the truth. The truth is an eternal truth. It's the same today as it's always been. Like I said, God did not change his standard. He did not change his way. He expects to have a holy people, a people that are separated from the lies of this world and are walking in the truth. The Bible tells us you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Jesus is the one who said that. But Jesus is the truth because Jesus also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. So we have the truth before us. And so we have to make a decision as to whether we're going to take the way of truth or if we're going to take the way of lies. There's a lot of lies being given to us today as gospel truth, but we find that those lies only take us so far. And a lot of times it takes us in places that we don't want to be. It keeps us longer than what we want to be kept. And it does more damage than what we thought it might be. But the truth is another thing. The truth will take us where we want to be in our heart and life. It'll keep us there and keep us blessed and happy and joyful. And so we see today that really what we need is the truth. If we don't have the truth, then we have less than what God intended for us to have. And we can live without the truth to a certain extent, and people are doing that, and they can advance to a certain extent, and we're doing that. And we might have kind of a false security of things and think, well, I don't need all this gospel stuff. I don't need all this preaching about the truth. I can make it just fine without God. A lot of people thought that. And I'm going to be talking about this later on in, in the, uh, as I talk to you today, I'm going to read a scripture to you and show you pretty much what it is like today and the problems we're having. A lot of them we're having is because people are following lies rather than following the truth. If we will do it God's way, we'll come up with God's results, and that is so much better than what we have today, much of what we have today. So we're just wanting to bring the truth to you today in a way that you can understand it, in a way that you can see it. And as we look at these scriptures that I'll be talking to you about through the rest of this talk show, I want you to think about it. I want you to go get your Bible. 
We're going to be taking a break pretty soon, and I want you to go get yourself a Bible and follow me in looking at what God says. And what God says is so important today because God is the ruler of the universe. He has the last word. He'll always have the last word. So it's always a good idea to listen to the person who has the last word. We've come upon our first break. I'm Howard Eugene Wright, and you're listening to Rivers of Living Water at TalkZone.com. Now, more Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com with your host, Howard Wright. I trust that you are I trust that you haven't been scared away but the first thing that I've said and that you'll be ready now to listen to the truth as it explained in God's word. The, as we read in the first part of our segment that the word of God is the truth. If we want to find the truth we can find it in God's Word. Anything else that, if it contradicts God's Word in any way, then we're looking at errors, we're looking at lies. And like I said in the first part, lies can look like pretty good things. It doesn't have to look ugly. It doesn't have to have a, a face that looks distorted. A lie can look like the truth. And the devil's had a lot of practice on that, so he can do a good job of making a lie look like the truth. The Bible tells us that the devil comes as an angel of light to deceive. The truth will lift you up, but a lie will deceive you. And the Bible also tells us that the devil is the father of lies. And he's a murderer from the beginning. And so the truth will set you free from a lot of problems and difficulties that you have in your moral and spiritual life. But it will also help you with your finances. It will help you with your marriage. It will help you with your relationships to your boss and to the employees that you work with. The, the truth will help you in every area of life. It's not just spiritual. We're not talking just about spiritual truth. We're talking about a truth that will touch every area of your life and will make it better rather than worse. So I want to go to Romans chapter 1 and talk about what happens when we leave God out of our lives. And we'll see that a lot of this is happening today. And so this is just about as relevant as it can get. So many times you say, well, the Bible is not relevant. If this isn't relevant, I don't know what you'd call it. So let's start with verse 16 in Romans chapter 1. 
verse 16. And it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jews first and also to the Gentiles. So what are we talking about here? The gospel of Christ is the truth. And that's what the church is to be upholding. It's lifting up Christ, which we found out in our first segment, is the way, the truth, and the life. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. If we're ashamed of something, we want to cover it. Just like Adam and Eve, after they partook of that fruit that they weren't supposed to take of, they tried to hide themselves from God. And God is a holy God, but he expects us to be holy too, because he said, be ye holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. So he expects us to be like him in his nature of holiness. Holiness is living the truth. It's allowing the gospel. And by the way, the word gospel means good news. And so the good news of Christ will set us free from the bad things that are happening. Now, and in the next verse it says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. What's the therein? It's in the gospel. From faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Now, what is it talking about holding the truth in unrighteousness? It's holding back the truth. You can't have both. You either have to have one or the other. And it's not just holding it in our hands. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about suppressing the truth. Unrighteousness, our wrong living, will suppress the truth that God has for us. And not only that, it'll bring his anger upon us. God is a loving God. And we see that over and over again. If it wasn't for the love of God... We would have been a goner a long time ago, wouldn't we? But he also hates sin. And he expects us to do the same as Christians, the followers of the Lord. We love people. And we'll do anything we can to help them. But we hate the falsehood. We hate the lies that is keeping people from less than what they could have. We don't hate it just because it's against God. We do do it for that reason, but also it's against people as well. And then the next one says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it to them. Who are the them? The them are the unrighteous people, the ungodly people. But People know the truth. They know it from the very beginning. What do children say so many times? It just isn't fair. It just isn't fair, is what they say. So 
from the very beginning of our lives, we know what's right and what's wrong. And we can either distort that to the place where we get to, we don't know whether it's right or wrong or not, but at the first we sure know. And people really do know what is right and what is wrong. Down in their heart they know. And the reason why Adam and Eve hid themselves is the same reason why people hide themselves today. They don't want to face God with disobedience and rebellion in their lives. It says in verse 20 here, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. There's no excuse for not following the way of Christ and following the truth. It says that that we know it through creation. We can look all around us, look at ourselves in the mirror, and realize that we didn't just get here by accident. We didn't get here because a bunch of molecules got together, and then we ask ourselves, how did the molecules get there? And maybe they might say, well, you know, it came together. Uh, We're not sure how, but it must have because we're here. That's kind of circular thinking. But we do know from the creation, we know even God's eternal power and Godhead. How much power does it take to keep the universe running every moment? More than what we can ever think about. But the Godhead here is talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we even know that through creation. You take uh, time, for example. We have past, present, and future. These are all separate, but really they're the same too. How about space? Link, breadth, and, and height. There's no more than that, and there's no less than that. So you see, even God's Trinity, Trinity is not in the Bible, but the concept of it is. We do use words sometimes that are not in the Bible to explain what the Bible is talking about. So we see that we're without excuse. There's no excuse for not following God and loving God and being what God wants us to be, because God has given us plenty of ways to find it out and to keep with it. But then we go down to verse 21, and we find out there's a degeneration. There, As we go down through this chapter, we find that it gets worse and worse. When we really don't know the Lord, we don't have life anymore, because God is the one that's the author and the finisher of our life. So we're living as dead people walking when we don't have God in our lives. So by the time you get to verse 21, it says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, and become vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. What a sad picture of what could be if we would just let God be God in our life and let him 
be the one that's the source of our truth. If we'd let God come into our lives, and he comes into our lives through the Holy Spirit living in us. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the Spirit of Truth. And so truth is very important, very important, and it comes from God, and it comes in our lives through the Holy Spirit, which is part of God's trinity, or part of God's Godhead. So, you know, it looks like we're coming pretty close. Let me check this out here, but I think we're probably getting close to another break. Yes, we are. So, it seems like the time's going pretty fast today. So, I'm Howard Eugene Wright, and you're listening to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. We'll continue after our break. Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. I'm sure that what you've been hearing may be a little different than what you're used to, and maybe not, but... The Word of God is still the Word of God, and the scripture that I'm reading to you today is very relevant and very much what we need to hear to dispel some of the lies that have been given to us. And as we get down to this scripture, I think that some of you know what some of it's going to be that isn't exactly what people want to hear. But it's always better to take what God says rather than what we say, what I say even. My words don't really matter too much if they're not based on God's word. I'm just another person talking. But when we look at God's word, that's a little different story. And so we have in this last scripture that I read to you that they became vain in their imaginations. And we're going to find out how vain that is before it's over with. But, you know, when the Lord says something, he says it in a big way because he's a great big God. And when he says vain, it's very vain. And they become foolish in their hearts. So their hearts, that's the seat of our emotions. That's the seat of our will. And we become foolish in that. But... Look at the next verse. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. We always think we can outsmart God. Some people do anyway, maybe not everyone. I know some people don't try that, but there's a lot of people that think, well, God said that, but I have a better way, and I'm going to do my way. And so they profess themselves to be wise, but really they become fools. When we... Do not go God's way. We become very foolish. And there's no telling where we might end up at. Because the truth is not just relevant. It's not my truth versus your truth. It's not my truth versus the Bible's truth. The truth is the truth regardless. The truth is the reality of things. 
and anything else is just an illusion. So we have the truth that has been forsaken back there. And we see a steady going farther and farther away from reality and getting farther and farther into things that aren't really the, worth thinking about, really, that people make these their main things. Look at the next verse, verse 23. And changing the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man and the birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. So they, they left God out, and then we have polytheism, we have pantheism. Polytheism says that we have many gods. Pantheism says everything is God, and neither one of those are the truth because we only have one God, and that is the one that wrote this Bible by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. There's only one true and living God, but if we don't have God, we have to make something else God, and we have to worship that because our nature is to worship something. So if we're not worshiping God, we change the glory of God, the wonder, the blessing, the no many no wonder so many people are so discouraged and so far down. They change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man. We can't worship people either. And from the beginning of time, from the time of Babylon back there with Nimrod wanting to be the God of the universe, and so he sets himself up as God to people like Hitler and others that have tried to set themselves up as God. But there's only one God. There's only one Lord Jesus Christ. There's only one truth. And that truth is found in God's word. Next verse, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own heart to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. This is a natural thing that happens when we just get farther and farther away from God. We find ourselves being dishonorable. And if we just keep at it, God will say, if that's the way you want it, go ahead. And I'm afraid that that's what's happened to a lot of people. But I want to tell you at this point, regardless of how far you've gone in what I'm reading to you, there's always hope. God is a loving, forgiving God. And if we'll turn away from the lies and turn to the truth, we can get this all straightened out the way that it should be. Because it's never too late. Regardless of how far you've gone down through this progression that I'm telling you about, it's never too late to turn around, turn away from those things. There may be some hurts as a result of it, but those will get better as you go God's way as well because God can heal you of all these things. He's not out there to tear you up, but God will not force himself upon us. And if we just keep on saying, I'm going to do it my way, and I don't care what God says or what anyone else says, eventually God's going to say, all right, go ahead and give it a try. 
If you think your way is better than mine, you just go ahead. And so the Lord turns them over to uncleanness. Because you have one or the other. You're either clean, which you're following the truth, or you've got uncleanness. And he turned them over to the lust of their own hearts. Again, it's not a mind thing. It's not something that we can rationalize about. It's our heart that's given us trouble. So we dishonor our own bodies between ourselves. Now, this is getting to the place where you realize that we have a big problem on this today, and it's being spread all over the world. I might tell you also that the Bible refers to this, that that's what it's going to be like in the last days. It says, as it was in the days of Sodom, so it's going to be today. And so I'm not committing a hate crime to tell this to you. We've gone so far from as a nation from what we used to be. So as we get into this next part, I want you to do some serious thinking about it. You weren't born this way. You got this way because of a number of things maybe, but the end result was you took your way rather than God's way, however you got there. And so you're dishonored. They're dishonoring themselves between their own bodies who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, which is blessed forever. So we thought the highest thing that we could have would be what man had. We call that humanism. We don't need God, they said back there. All we need is to do it ourselves. And we've been trying to do that for a long time, and it's been going downhill ever since. From the time we decided we wanted to throw the Bible out of our schools and we didn't want to pray to God anymore, We've seen all kinds of other things come in to take the place because you can't have a vacuum. If you take God out of it, something else has to come to take its place. And it's not a pretty picture, even though it may appear to be. So there's hope. This is the thing I want to tell you today. There is hope that you don't have to be in a deplorable condition the rest of your life that God loves you, has a wonderful, glorious plan for you in this life and the next life, and so you don't have to stay here. You don't have to defend yourself here. You can get out of it, despite what people might tell you. You wasn't born this way, as I told you before. God would never let you be born in a way that he calls an abomination a detestable thing. So they they worship and they serve the creature more than the creator. Creature is a little C. Creator is a big C. And sometimes we have trouble here. We turn the creature into the big C and we turn the creator into the little C. And that will never work, as you're going to find out pretty quick here. And said, for this cause, God gave them over to vile affections. Vile affections. Terrible affections. 
For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. So what I'm talking about today, and I think you know by now what I'm talking about, it's against nature. It's a natural thing for a man to be attracted to a woman and a woman to be attracted to a man. And you don't have to be very old to do that. And it just is natural for that to happen because women and men together is for edification, but it's also for procrastinate, pro, um, for having children. Let's just put it that way. And so, and then it goes down to the next verse. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman. And what would be the natural use of the woman? I think you got that figured out. Burn in their own lust, one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their heir, which was meet. We can't do these kind of things without harming ourselves and harming others. Can you imagine what would happen if this was wide scale? It'd be a pretty good way of controlling the population, wouldn't it? If we, if men were men and women were with women, they wouldn't have any children. If we do that enough, we can control our population pretty good. So it becomes a means of birth control. We have two means there: abortion and homosexuality. Now the next verse is verse 27 which, you know, tells us that they worked that which was unseemly. And the things that, that happen are so bad, you can't bring it to the public for the most time. I've heard of, of them. I never was involved in that and never will be. But I've heard a lot about this. And then in verse 28, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. It's not convenient. No wonder there's such a, a terrible thing that's happening amongst this part of our society. It's just not convenient. And I guess we can try to make it convenient, but... It never will be. And why run down a dead end road? It's going to end up in all kinds of difficulties. And the farther you go, the worse it gets to the place where that you have a reprobate mind. You can't even think clearly anymore. You can't think things through anymore. You're so wrapped up in this that you have a hard time even thinking rationally. What we do in our spiritual life, in our moral life, affects our minds. And so here we have this happening. We have a reprobate mind. We have a mind that can't think clearly, that thinks just the opposite from what it should be. Verse 29, 
being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, which are gossipers. And these are the things that begin to happen when we leave God out. Because God is the only one that can help us to be good and help us to be better. So this long list that we have is the natural thing that happens when we leave God out. Just the opposite happens when we leave God in, when we put God in our life. We have backbiting, haters of God, spiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. What a list. Does that sound like a good list? I don't think so. I think there's something far better than that, isn't there? And we're up on our break again, so I think we'll stop at this place and let you think a little bit. And so I'm Howard Eugene Wright, and you're listening to Rivers of Living Water at TalkZone.com. Now, more Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com with your host, Howard Wright. I'm just glad today to know that that God is still on the throne and God does love us and He does care for us and He does want the best for us. And if we take our own way, then we're ending up in a way that's not good. And I'm not here to condemn you or or to uh, make you feel bad or anything like that from what I've said today. But I want you to know that I don't have to condemn you. I don't have to make you feel bad. Because if you go the Lord's way, you're the one that's making yourself feel bad. You're the one that's going the wrong way. It isn't me that's doing it. And any time that we go against God's word, we're going to come up with some pretty bad results. And so it... I want you to think today, if you can think, and God does want you to think, and we're, we're having all kinds of difficulty with this last segment for some reason at this time, and, and so we are going to take some extra time. I've been allowed to, to do that, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate the uh, talk zone. They are, have been so good and they are so good to me and and we're just uh, thankful today to know that that God does love us regardless of what kind of condition we find ourselves in regardless of what anyone else says what anyone else tries to tell us the safe place is God's place the safe place is with the Lord and anytime we get out of that safe place, then we are going to be having troubles. And it doesn't make any difference how much we try to patch it up, regardless of how much we might try to make it look right. And I've touched on something today that that uh, is being pushed big time, isn't it? And, you know, some people say that a person can tread where angels fear to trot. I 
Yes, I've done that today, haven't I? But why would we want to be doing this kind of a thing when it's so much better with God, so much better having a family where husband and wife love one another, where the, there's such a support in the family and the children are, are there working with their parents and, and everyone is upholding everyone else and there's such a, a, a peace about it. And we see so many families that have been broken up and tore up for one reason or another. But when we take God's way, when we love God and we don't take some destructive way, we, we can't blame other people for what we take that destroys us. We just can't do that. We've done a lot of it. But the, like one guy said, the buck stops here. And rather than trying to uphold something so destructive to society, to ourselves, to our families, to our friends, and everything else, why not? Why not give this a little bit of thought? The Bible does tell us we have this reprobate mind if we keep going the way we go. But it's never too late even then. You can ask God to help you. You can ask Him to forgive you. You can ask Him to be your friend. And He will take you out of anything. I've, I've, there's so many, I pastored for 36 years and a pastor's heart is always a pastor's heart. And a pastor realizes that there are things in life that need to be changed. And he goes out and he tries to help the people to do it. And not always successful, but at least attempts to try. And I still have a pastor's heart for you, for our society, for people. I'm not, I'm not feeling mean-hearted in the least sense of the word. And I'm not being mean to you to tell you the truth. And what I've told you is the truth. And you need to listen to it. You need to follow it. Don't follow the advice of people that have ulterior motives and are trying to tear up everything around. That's the work of the devil and his crowd. But God has something so much better for us if we'll just let him be God. So many of the things that are in my books could be a, such a help to people. And a couple of them have been advertised today. And you could get those books and read those books and find out so much the, of what the truth is and how you can live it out in your daily life. It's not an impossibility. I don't care what the environment is around you. You can have an inner brace of the Lord that will help you to get through anything. The difference between going our own way and going God's way, when we're wrapped up in ourselves, we're wrapped up in a pretty small package. And it it doesn't take much for it to fizzle out. We don't have ultimate strength. We don't have a lot of things. And we definitely don't have ultimate wisdom. 
we might think we're a little smarter than we were back there during Peter, James, and John's day. We might think that we have learned some things that, that they didn't know back there. They were pretty primitive. But what I'm seeing today is a lot more primitive than what some of those things were. And we just need to let go and let God have his wonderful way. And let him be God in our lives. And you'll find out that it's so much better and so much greater than what you could ever believe. The way the destruction looks good sometimes. And it looks like an absolute necessity that you go that way. You might be obsessed to do that. But I want you to know that God can take care of your obsessions too. He can give you love, joy, and peace. Our program is called Rivers of Living Water. And that is the fruit of the Spirit flowing out through your life. What is better, to love people and care for them or to go out and propagate something all over the world that is not helping anyone at any time, anywhere. It's time for us to get back to God. It's time for us to let go and let God have his way. We've gone the way of the world, the flesh and the devil long enough. It's time to seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he's near. The scripture is always the truth and it's what we're going to be judged by. Not only are we going to be judged by it in the next life, we're judged by it in this life as well. Because the truth will always be the truth, regardless of what we want to call it. May the Lord bless all of you and keep you in his love and care. <laughs> 